Hello everyone, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine. I am here with my fellow podcast members, Rob. Hello, greetings. Scott. Hi there. And Matt. Hello. Um, we have a fun show, uh, a little game later in the episode, but first we're going to start with our Toppin' It Off segment where we pick a Disney drink from around the world, universe, land. Um, and Matt, you're topping it off this week. So what do you have for us? I am. I am. Um, uh, if you guys listened to our last podcast, you know that Catherine and I recently got back from a Hawaiian vacation where we went to both, uh, went to several islands, but we stayed for three nights at Alani, uh, at which I had a, a bunch of drinks, but I'm just going with a bunch of drinks, <laughs> bunch of drinks but I'm just going with a basic ass beer <laughs> and... Um, one not from the island of Oahu, but from Maui Brewing Company. This is one that I'm pretty sure that you can get, um, like anywhere. Um, it's one of their more common ones, but it's delicious and I really like it. And it's their Maui, uh, Hiwa Coconut Porter. It's, it's just a good porter that's not like, I, um, I would drink, um, porters and stouts year round. I know that some people only really drink it, those type of beers when the weather gets a little colder, like they kind of equate those with fall or winter beers. I'm bucking the trend. I'm drinking it when it's beautiful and sunny on an island. It's got, you know, it's it's your typical porter. It's got like kind of notes of chocolate or mocha and, you know, obviously it's coconut. It's just delicious. Is it's it an, pretty dark in color? It is. It's dark in... It, oh, I'm sorry. I'm showing <laughs> dropping my phone, the phone and dropping it. Okay, it's, so it's a it's very... Dark it's a, a darkish. Yeah. I mean, the thing about porter is that I feel like people... Uh, who are like, I can't drink that. It feels like a meal that, you know, one, porters are generally lower alcohol per volume, and though they look darker in color, some of them are very, like, easy drinking, like, you know. Right. That's true. I think it, it, you you assume that it's going to have the higher um, IBU, I think is what it is. Right, and like, yeah, but like maybe with your, like, imperial stouts, like, that's yeah. what you get it. But, like, a porter usually can be a really good, um, refreshing... Uh, <laughs> Easy drinking beer, and this one's really good. All right. And you can find it anywhere. I think I also had it when we went to Maui. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a sidetrack of a topping it off. And this is just something I wanted to mention exists, but I will never do it as a topping it off because I did not get it on Disney property, mm. but it is semi-Disney related, okay? So when we were in Maui, Maui Brewing Company, obviously, we've talked about a few times on this podcast over the years. Matt's topping it off is from there. They do a hard seltzer for Maui Brewing Company, and it is Pog flavored, like the Pog yeah. juice you would find at Boma <laughs> or Ohana. The is it uh, passion fruit, orange, and guava? It is so good. It tastes like a Hawaiian punch. Like it is delicious. So if you ever see the Maui hard seltzer Pog mm. in your wait, like. Hawaiian punch? Yeah, like tropically. Yeah. You don't think pog juice tastes like... No. No? What do you think? I think Hawaiian punch is like fruit punch, and that's like... Isn't pog... Doesn't that stand for pineapple, orange, guava? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had like the tropical... Yeah, Hawaiian punch I I equate with either the fruit punch or the orange. No, I was I was referring to the red Hawaiian punch. And Hawaiian punch doesn't taste like real juice at all. No, it's a very artificial flavor. Well, when you said pog, I was thinking pogs, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Like and I'm like, why would anybody carders. want a cardboard flavored and they, seltzer? You, yeah, and it's a slammer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Oh, uh, you garnish. said pogs, <laughs> and I was thinking porg. No pogs. Uh, okay, all right. I, I it's, they they wow. flavor it with real ground oh, up pogs. Although we all thought we were having the same conversation right, in well, our brains. Oh boy. Um, all right, so we're going to kick it to Rob with the news. And oh, disclaimer here, we are recording one week earlier than you'll be hearing this. So if anything new and late breaking happens this week, sometimes that's us. almost a guarantee. It's yeah, always, yeah, yeah that just, means like Iger is going to like appoint someone. He's going to kill. He's going to kill someone in broad daylight. Oh, no, <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the lamb. <laughs> okay, Rob, what do we have? Uh, so a bit of good news, Disney and the unions reached an agreement on pay increases for all Disney World cast members. Um, this was surprising because of their stance the last time they got together, but I think there's a reason why. So 
the long and short of it is the minimum wage is going to go from 15 to 18 dollars by the end of the year for full-time workers at walt disney world um i think this is in response to universal raising theirs to 17 dollars just recently because the last time they met it seemed like this was going nowhere fast um so union still has to approve it but all i think it's six different unions represent um the folks down there in all six um are asking the membership to approve it ratify it. yeah anything that can make them more competitive and attracting better employees. better employees yeah. and more employees like by tw- like uh, they have the the pay schedule that goes out to October 2026 and like a cook is going to be making twenty seven, ten. Um, a dishwasher even makes twenty two. A housekeeper up to twenty four. A bus driver twenty four fifty. So, do any any of you know? I'm going to probably put you on the spot here. Relative to like other big cities, how is the cost of living in Orlando? Like, it's gone up very much in the last few it, years. It used yeah, to be of one a... of the lower costs um, of living with like a more metropolitan area. But in the last, I want to say five years, it has just skyrocketed. Mm, they're they're um, they compare it akin to like a mini California type bubble Ooh. of um, of rising cost of living and general just that's rising. It is it is one of the um, not to bring politics into it, but it's a big knock on DeSantis, mm. and there's a lot of uh, the insurance industry down there is really bad. I don't understand all the details of it, of like the premiums are outrageous. Well, I'm sure some of that has to do with the fact that you're sitting right in the path of every hurricane that comes to the United States. Yeah. Um, Water levels rise. Yeah. yeah, Your um, car insurance premiums are among the highest in the United States because it's among the highest um, areas of uninsured motorists. Oh, yeah. I could see that. And very high um, rates of um, accidents. So all the more important that they have the cost or the uh, increase in, in pay, I guess. Yeah. I do think, though, like, to be a cook, if we were comparing apples to apples here and saying if you wanted to be a cook in Disneyland or a cook in Walt Disney World, you would have a better uh, life if you lived in Florida. Hmm. Compared, I mean, California is... I mean, you could not live there by yourself if you worked at Disneyland. That is not a thing you could do. It's do, do you ever get on TikTok the guy? It's a real. I don't know how I got onto it, but he'll every day he'll say like, "Here's the cheapest house that sold in Los Angeles," <laughs> and I mean, this one was four hundred fifty. It was like six hundred sixty square feet. The lot was only like 2,000 square feet. Probably disheveled. I, I mean, like... it was a two-bedroom, one-bath. Oh, wow. I'm surprised yeah, it had two yeah, actually. Yeah, but oh it's just for 450 I mean, it's just... <laughs> that is true. Yeah, the, the market there is absolutely brutal. Orlando is slightly better. Mm. Yeah. But right. anyway. Oh, so, um, so Disney, or I guess a previous, um, a former Imagineer, I should say, Released some of the concept art for the postponed Mary Poppins ride that was previously <laughs> announced for Epcot. This was the big show finale at the 2019 D23 Expo <laughs> with um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, thank I, you. I, I, and perhaps you'll get into this, but I saw that this was leaked. I didn't see the like why and like I didn't see the logistics of how this came to light. So like, uh, if for you could share that, just but. Was that a breach of an end? I can't imagine that's not a breach of an NDA. I don't. I have no idea. How I, yeah, I don't know any of that. Um, at least what I'm reading doesn't indicate they don't focus on that. But just so basically, this was going to be a teacup ride. That's what I, we called, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like I, I heard it, it was like. going to be a a spinner like a triceratops yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was going to be teacups, <laughs> and the queue was going to be. Cherry, what's it? Uh, cherry, cherry tree, tree lane. lane. Yeah. I have to say, the positive spin I could put on this, it looked like the teacups were inside. That right? is that is correct. Yes. They could do some cool projection stuff if it was inside. I mean, that if you're comparing the teacups to 
this that would be fully enclosed. I think they could do some cool things. I mean, yes, it's the teacups, but you could you could throw some fun it, projections on there. It, it does. It says, as speculated at the time of the ride's announcement, the ride is a teacup-style spinning flat ride taking place in a show building with decorated backgrounds. Hmm. Doesn't sound like they do projections. <laughs> it sounds I, like projections are not in the mix. But given... <laughs> Given the production that this got at, at the expo, compared to what it actually was going to be, I mean, now you see why we did it. They didn't say what it was going to yeah. be. Um, they just needed to get Dan Dick Van Dyke out know, there. Just what they should have done instead was they should have made a tea room thing because I know a lot of like moms like to take their daughters yeah. to that sort of thing. They could have done that during the day and then. Turned it into like a sit down at night or something like that. That sounds like the creperie. Like you yeah. do something no, they do like that. Yeah, they do that at uh, Grand, Grand Floridian. Oh, yeah, they have a tea. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that would Mary be cool. Poppins right. It, it could be a character meet yeah. and greet. Or Alice, whatever. I don't think that that's like a mom and daughter activity. Like, yeah, I would F around and go to a tea room. I would dress up in a nice little dapper outfit. Can, can we do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For the Pirates Lair? Yeah. yeah. They still do the Pirates Lair? I don't know. I don't know either. It's been a they long did. time. I have they closed to... all that down for COVID. I don't know if the Pirates Lair is back and up and running. I have to think there's an age restriction for <laughs> Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I don't think they can just let any 36-year-old men... <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know about Maybe that. the price scales. <laughs> yeah, but how yeah. did you find an outfit that fit? Like you're, or well, do you buy clothes there? Or yeah, you, you can. Uh, but it's hair and makeup mostly. Typically, what families will do is bring the dress for because it's a lot. It's a lot right. cheaper. Yeah. Um, to to bring it. I think I'd be all right. I'm built like like a like a taller thirteen year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've they always... do. They do have the the prince like makeovers, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So you so. could do that. Oh yeah, you get like a, a shield. <laughs> like like prince, like purple rain. Yep. Yeah. Just like that. They give you a guitar, and they give you a purple ascot, <laughs> <laughs> some leather pants, game blouses. Oh, uh, you have to be between age three uh, and twelve. Oh, oh darn it. Uh, he's got that Benjamin Button disease. Mm, yeah. There goes all my dreams. <laughs> you have a five o'clock shadow, sir. <laughs> no, I just was here yesterday for the pirate makeover. <laughs> yeah, this is still pirate. I've got residual pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. Anyway. Right. Uh, lastly, we have a new restaurant that opened. So... Roundup Rodeo Barbecue at Disney's Hollywood Studios opened this week. Oh, that'll this, And this wasn't a soft opening. This was straight... This was hard. This this was straight opening, right? Um, <laughs> straight opening. <laughs> no, well, a lot of times they do the yeah, soft opening yeah, for a week or two. Um, I, the inside is much like we suspected uh, of just... <laughs> oh, it's like Toy Story, Storyland shrunk down. Um, but the food has been getting really, I watched quite a few reviews, um, and it's gotten fairly, uh, the biggest gripe was the, the brisket, which I also feel can be the most temperamental mm-hmm. meat. I am um, I'm, I'm pretty discerning about my brisket. If you could imagine. I think it's overrated personally. You think I, brisket in general is overrated? Yes, I do. Well, that's because, because, well, that's because you're a goy. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's so difficult to get right oh okay so so, so you get you so major, i'd rather go with like a pulled, a, a pulled pork or so, like a smoked chicken just because i know you can't really screw that up um per se so that's fair okay that's fair that, that, that i think that's fair and the price isn't too i want to say it's 45 from what i've read uh per adult for an all you could care to enjoy yeah um that's it's not, not too, too bad, bad. Mm. I mean, if it's anything like Liberty Tree, that's yeah darn good, and I would take that. They said it. They, they said one of the things was um, for how bright and shadeless um, Toy Story Land could be. This restaurant's quite dark, hmm. so it it feels relaxing. Relaxing, oh, well, you know, like shade, shadeless. Yeah. I, at first, I thought you said shameless. I'm like, you know, it is. <laughs> no, that's not what I. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, I've heard very good things about biscuits. 
I thought you were going to say the brisket, biscuits, but I... The heard, biscuits are a draw. The cheddar biscuits. Mm-hmm. I said, I I did see, if you're expecting uh, Red Lobster, they're not Red Lobster. Uh, I'm, I'm never always. not expecting Red Lobster always. unless I'm at Red Lobster. <laughs> In fact... I want to go. I don't know. They they sell a make at home kit that's not. Yeah, we've had it. It's not. Yeah, it's close. But you have to have the drawn butter. Like yeah. you oh, have yeah. to melt the butter separately and put it on top. You cannot not. It's do not that. the same. That is milk. not. Yeah, that is not a skippable step. <laughs> yeah, we actually had friends of our podcast who've definitely talked about on here before. Joey and Jen, they went this week and sent us pictures, and yeah. we heard that it's very good, but it is a lot of food. So. Seemed they had a, a great old trip. Yeah. A great. Oh yeah, and they ran into Josh Demaro. Oh yeah. Wow. Running around Crescent Lake. What's <laughs> going on with that? It. He just wanted to be seen, right? Yeah. Where does he live? Not in Crescent oh, Lake. Oh, now that you think of it, now, <laughs> I mean, I would assume he's West Coast. Um. Based. Based. But do you think so, he just stayed at the boardwalk or the boardwalk? Yeah, he's going to go for a jog. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I'll have to get more information mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. He the picture they put they took kind of looks like you ever seen the picture of the dude who is like took the most uh, uh uh like the best picture ever running a marathon. It's like uh, the the meme is like the most photogenic guy of all uh, time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know that marathon about. runner. That's kind of what it looks like. I'm like, yeah, he's very well put together. I just want to be like, how I want. I wonder how long into the run he was here. And a good company man because he's wearing the Walt Disney Imagineering oh, yeah. uh, anniversary shirt. Uh, is that from Mickey of Glendale's or? Yeah, that was yeah. at the expo this year. Yeah, like or last good, year. good man. He's he's hawking it everywhere he goes. I'm surprised he's not wearing a Run Disney shirt. Well, out for a run. Yeah. He don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Our listeners are on the pulse meeting celebs. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Cool. Is that it, it for the news? That's it. Good deal. It's um, only been a week since our last. Yeah, that's true. So. We don't have a ton of new news. Yep. Well, I I can introduce our uh, our main topic today. Mm-hmm. Please do. Um. So, unfortunately, this is a very well informed group. Otherwise, I would turn this this opening into a a trivia question, but. Uh, do you know how many years there were between the opening of Walt Disney World and the opening of the most recent park in Disney World, Animal Kingdom? I'm looking at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like, I'm not even going to make this a trivia question because everyone's well informed, but Matt. Right. Well, Catherine would know off the top of he, her head. He's already, he asked me this week. So that's how this, uh, this came to this um, topic. Um, so... If I'm remembering correctly, um, big if. What is it? Walt. So I know. I always remember Walt. I always remember Disneyland is 55. I think Walt Disney World is 70, and then um, I think Animal Kingdom was ooh, two mm, like 2001. You're, you're relatively so. Close. It's like the was it 31 years. It is 71 to 98, so 27 years. It has now been 24 years since Disney last opened a gate in Florida, which leads me to one of the things that we've talked about a lot recently, which is park crowding. And the, I think the fact that you've now almost gone the entire span between the first park and the last park opening since we've had a park opening, I mean, we've had some new lands and things like that, it's worth asking, are they ever going to open a fifth gate or not? And if they did, what would they? What would it look like? Yeah, did you not see the blue sky for the <laughs> dark fantasy land? Oh yeah. God. Well, so so here's, here's what we're doing today. Um, we know that Disney likes to reuse ride designs from other parks and, you know, have similar things that they can just take those plans for and put them in another park. So we're going to be talking about a hypothetical fifth gate that they would open in Disney and drawing from parks around the world, whether it be Disneyland, um, any of the Asian parks, European park, uh, and picking some of the best rides and attractions that could go into a hypothetical fifth gate, as well as some restaurants that might show up in in a park like that. 
Um, and really the only rule is that they have to not currently exist in Disney World anywhere. So it could also be something that had previously existed in Disney World but is no longer there. Um, and I think we're just going to, I think Catherine described it as a Frankenstein park of, you know, <laughs> things that we found to be like they would be a cool addition or something that they could put into a new park in Disneyland. Does anybody have anything that they would like to start off with? Well, do you want to start with attractions or sure. food and drink? Okay, so yeah, let's, we can start let's with limit attractions. it to attractions to start. Sure. Um, I feel you like... You want I, to start, Matt? I do, just because I feel oh, like no. I'm, I I did the least uh, preparation for this, so I'm going to be... Rob, <laughs> Rob is saying he is. Um, this is one that I... In in hastily researching this and, and looking up, and essentially... For the listeners, just basically Googling top attra- top international Disney attractions mm-hmm. and just basically looking at a list of um, Tokyo Disney Sea, uh, Hong Kong, Shanghai, obviously Tokyo Disney, um, and Disneyland Paris and uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. Is that... Is that Hong it? Kong's a park. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm wondering if I'm missing anything uh, else. You don't have to leave me alone. That's okay. But um, I, I was just like... I was saying to Scott right before we started recording, like, there are so many attractions. And I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> like, I felt so uh, um, ill-equipped. Like, I was like, man, I, I should know these. But the one that kept coming up, like, at the top of the list was one that I didn't know existed until today. And it kept coming up on, like, so many lists of, like, the best international ride. Like, the one, like, you have to... And it's at Tokyo Disney Sea, And it's the Journey to the Center of the Earth ride. Mm-hmm. It looks dope, and I didn't know it exists. They describe it as a hybrid dark ride thrill ride. So there's like a, there's a, and it's obviously based on the um, sci-fi journey to the center of the earth. And there is a dark ride element. And then there's like, it turns into like what I'm, I think it's like a coaster. That's how it's described. It looks sick. It looks so cool. And it's basically, the nice thing about this is, is that, you know, a fifth gate, you obviously have to take into consideration, although it's not as important these days, <laughs> of a unified theme. Um, I think that what we're going to end up with this is just like a hodgepodge of like, whatever, just throw all the best ones together. Who cares about theme? But this is so like theme agnostic. It's just like, it could be adventure. It could be science fiction. It could be like, it fits a lot of molds. So like, you can kind of stick it anywhere and it, and, um... Build yeah. a park around it. And anyway. build a park yeah. around it, and it doesn't, like, it wouldn't be like, well, that doesn't really fit with these things. So, yeah, the journey to the center of the Earth ride from I Tokyo Disney I believe that's the one in the actual volcano, Mount it is. Prometheus. Yeah, correct? oh, look at that. Oh, They're dropping some knowledge. Uh-huh. That's a good one. That that did come up a lot when I was looking at these as well. Scott, what do you have? All right, well, I have, this is this is one that jumped out at me because of how it was described. Um, So obviously we have a Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World, but there is a ride in Shanghai Disney uh, called Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure. And it sounds like it is Pirates of the Caribbean kind of on steroids, that there's um, extra animatronics, there's... um, well, it says no ride could top the the list of uh, Shanghai Disney incarnation other than Pirates of the Caribbean Treasure Cove, uh, located in Treasure Cove. Um, what was it saying here? Lots of projections for this. This seems to be like a universal, almost like a sort of screen ride. And it it also sounded like their experience can change multiple times through the ride, that there are different things that happen that you might see one time that you don't see another time. And I love that when they have one of those rides that has some variability to it from ride to ride. So I would say, you know, maybe if they could find a way to make it different enough from the currently existing Pirates of the Caribbean, it wouldn't be the first time that we had multiple things of similar stuff, like there's Star Tours and there's Millennium Falcon, which they're similar things. I think you could, uh, this was on my list too, and my suggestion for this one was to reskin it as like a Moana ride. Yeah, that'd be pretty Because you are going like, I think there's a drop, um, and kind of do like the Tefiti battle or like even the... Um, Kokomora. Uh, yes. Um, or, uh, the, or the crab. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like where you're going down and now you're like in a cave. So I, I'm with you there, Scott. That was on my radar. Rob, what do you have? All right. The first one I have is Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. 
So you think, oh, this is just going to be a knockoff of Big, Big Thunder. Funny. And it kind of is, but it's it sounds like it's a morph or the combination of that and Expedition Everest. Ooh. Because it has a, a, a grizzly bear named Rocky that's an animatronic in it. So that's kind of the, uh, the Yeti. Mm-hmm. And it also has a backwards section. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I did not know about this. I don't yeah, think. so this is at Hong Kong Disneyland. Okay. Um, in the park section, Grizzly Gulch. Grizzly Gulch. Yeah. So this this would be right up my alley to combine. Those are two of my favorite attractions. Yeah, really. So that's a, to combine that's the a two. Win. And that's not really in Disney World. I mean, they... I guess if if you thought it was a direct thing of um, Big Thunder Mountain, but not... I mean, if you themed it slightly differently, the you fa- could easily make it work. The facade almost gives a, like, a Bryce Canyon cars ride. Like, the way, yeah, like, the rocks that, are. Yeah. yeah, like, it's kind of... Well, I guess Grizzly Peak, too. Oh, it is... I think it is the bear. I think the bear is uh, in the back of that mountain. But, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay. I feel like I have to go to one I really want since you guys had really good picks. Um, this is also on, always on that list of best international, uh, attractions. I have to go with Mystic Manor. Yeah, it's, um, I saw that one yeah, too. Yeah, like, you know, I did not really do a Frankenstein park. I kind of did mine based on the society of explorers and adventures which is the sea um so so far i love that i believe um we could very loosely tie everything we've already picked into that so this is an official sea attraction you've got the trackless ride you have albert the monkey you have um the Joe Rody based <laughs> guy who I forget his name. It's just not... call him, let's just call him Joe Rody. Joe Rody. Yeah, it's the character who's <laughs> directly based off of him. Lord yes. Henry Mystic. Lord Henry Mystic. <laughs> oh, you know what? I am I am conflating that and the Tower of Terror, but I believe his name is old Frankie Earhole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I think this is a little bit different than the Haunted Mansion that we have in the Magic Kingdom. It's a little bit more fun and I think a little more thrilling like as far as the ride vehicles go. Um, And it's always mentioned when you think of the best. You know what it sounded like to me? It sounded a little bit like if you did Runaway Railway as a um, Haunted Mansion type thing, which sounds awesome. That that, does sound awesome. Yeah, I'm very into that. and it should be said, Catherine and I, uh, the only international parks we've ever been to, we did one day at both Disneyland Paris and, um, what the hell is that called? Holly, what, what, what's their Walt second Disney gate? Walt Disney Studios. Walt Disney Studios. Um, and that was, what, 10 years ago at this point? Almost. So it's changed quite a bit since then. So, But I wanted to say, shout out to, it didn't make my list, but shout out to Phantom Manor, which is... Um, uh, Disneyland Paris's version of Haunted Mansion, um, just because, man, that is like legitimately scary. Uh, I said when I was, I think, reviewing it on this podcast that like the Europeans are not afraid to scare their kids in that way, Good. and it is like it's it's light on like the whimsical fun uh, Haunted Mansion stuff that we know over here, and it's like heavy on the macabre. Uh, it's like a mine. Ooh, it's like a mining town. Oh. And like a, um, like people getting like beheaded in mining accidents. It's insane. <laughs> like it's, it's very dark and there's really not a lot funny about it. It's very pro-union. <laughs> yeah. How do you think they got the raise? Yeah. They made well, all the executives go They went on. to Upton Sinclair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's an, up, it's an Upton Sinclair themed, uh. <laughs> all right. What else do you have, Matt? Um, I have one that, um. Uh, came up quite a few times in in multiple uh, websites that I, I looked up, and this is at Hong Kong Disneyland, and this is the Iron Man experience. Uh, did you guys see this in your? Uh... I did see this. Yes. Um. It to me, it looks like a kind of it, it's a Star Tours kind of ride. It is a motion simulator, 
um, where you have essentially it's it's Iron Man, Tony Stark uh, versus Hydra. So, which is you know this is early on in the MCU canon, like I mean, Phase One. Yeah, we're talking Phase <laughs> One, but it looks really cool. Like it looks fun. I love a motion simulator ride. We don't have that many, uh, and, and the ones that we do ha- have in Walt Disney World are awesome. I mean, if you look at Flight of Passage, Soarin' Counts, Star Tours, they're all good. And that's kind of what makes the Universal ride so exciting. So I'm down for another kind of fresh motion simulator ride. You know, the beauty of something like that too would be if if you had a Star Tours-esque motion simulator, those eat people. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just, you could churn through hundreds of people very quickly. Yeah, and they're also easy to plus up. Yeah. And they're relatively low cost to plus up and, and update. You know what else is really great about that choice? Howard Stark is in the Society of, Ex- oh, of really? Adventurers and Explorers. He's in sea, baby. We're in the sea universe. Is Howard Stark um, the one played by uh, what's John his name from Slattery. Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I'll, yeah. I'll take my John Slattery. Wow, that's an interesting connection. So that, that would is a Marvel into, connection. Yes, it, it ties Marvel. And Catherine, of course I knew that, which is why <laughs> I made that choice. Of course. All right, Scott. All right. So the next one that I have is one that seems more intense than the rides that we have in the area where this would go in in Disney World, uh, and that is the toy so- toy soldier parachute drop from uh, Paris, mm-hmm. and it says it's an eighty foot drop where you know like. I can't think of anything even remotely that intense. Maybe Slinky Dog Dash in Toy Story Land. Now, this would be a tougher one to fit into the sea thing. So mm. you'd have to re-theme this mm. 100% in order to make it <laughs> work. But it seems like a really cool cool concept. It's one of those just drop things like they take you up and then they just drop people. I, I would love this. I-, I feel like I've really grown fond of some of these vertical drop things over the past couple of years. I now love Tower of Terror. Uh, and I feel like this would be a good one to, to squeeze in for your for your thrill seekers. This is very similar to Jumpin' Jellyfish in, yeah. in Disney California Adventure. That's the closest. The closest. Did you guys do this? No. I want to say, yeah, it opened after we were there. Oh, or okay. no, just kidding. It opened before we were there. That park is um, a dismal wasteland, <laughs> and it's <laughs> horrific. All we wanted to do was get on Crush's coaster and then go over to Disneyland Paris. Okay. So that's pretty much all we did in that park. We did, we did one ride. We did think we saw shows. someone get horribly injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this where they're building the frozen land though? I don't know. I just saw a bunch of pictures, Iger and John well, it would, over it there. would have to it would have to be because it's I mean there, there's not I don't think there's a land they're taking out of Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that would make sense. And there is like a very desolate like this this has to be the worst disney park for sure no no doubt about it yeah i mean i've heard that it's they've had some plussing yeah yeah (laughs) but when we went it was just like there was so much just space yeah there was a lot like i just felt like I felt like I was walking around like a parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like what a oh. what a sales pitch. Yeah. Where like they <laughs> haphazardly like dropped an attraction in there. There was just a lot of space. It felt yeah, that, a desolate wasteland. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Cinemagique with Martin Short. Yeah. I don't right. know if that still exists. Rob? Oh, okay. So the the rest of mine are um, ones that are defunct uh, attractions. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm just mad I missed this one. So um, I'm bringing it back. And it's Luigi's Flying Tires <laughs> from California Adventure. That's a really good one. Yeah. So these were tire-shaped bumper car vehicles that floated on a cushion of air, similar to an air hockey table. Um it just looks fun. It was I, fun. It was fun. Did you ever get on this? No, that's what, that's what he said. Oh, He's mad he missed it. Oh, man. Yeah. You must have only missed it by a little bit. Uh, it closed February 17th, 2015, and it was replaced with 
Luigi's Rollick and Roast Roadsters, mm-hmm. which I like. It's cute. That is yeah, fun. yeah, That's yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind the replacement, but I just wish I got a chance to the flying sauce. So I don't know how we would we would have to retheme this as well. Um, being that it's cars could make it work. work. Yeah. yeah, you you could do like um, little like um, I'm thinking. What's Lovecraft? Uh, what's steampunk? Steampunk, like little floating, like you know, scientific. Lots of copper. That's that's what I can. That's how I'm envisioning it. That's a good one. Um, I've got one. If you need a second to think, I I have go one ahead, ahead. Um, that I uh, think could fit in our theme here. It's another one from. Uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It is Sindbad's storybook voyage. Yes, that's right. Sindbad. S-I-N-D. Oh, it's not Sinbad? No, it's not. It's Sindbad. I just I read it. I had read that and I just assumed it was Sinbad. <laughs> no, it's Sinbad. Um, yeah, it's at Tokyo Disney Sea. It's a dark ride that is an opening day attraction. Um its original version was a little scary, but they made it a little bit cuter with a tiger named Chandu, um, who's adorable. It's like a little baby tiger. Mm-hmm. And there is a song in this ride called Compass of Your Heart that's written by Alan Menken. And it is supposed to be one of the most like catchy, beautiful, charming songs ever. So I think this could just be like a fun little dark ride. We've we've had a few thrills in there, and this is just. But you need a balance. Yeah, this is just this is just one to make you feel good. Um, akin to Rob's uh, defunct attractions that you're just mad that you never got to go on. Uh, this was already closed by the time I had gone to Walt Disney World for the first time, and it is a beloved attraction. From Epcot, I think you know what I'm going to say, and that is Horizons. I don't care that it doesn't fit the theme. I want to go on a 15-minute journey through the cosmos hosted by grandmother and grandfather. (laughs) I did love Horizons. It was on my list. I've heard that it was awesome. I I actually did not think that was where you were going. I thought you were going for Maelstrom. Nah. Nah. (laughs) I mean, I love it, but I mean, like, I got to ride it. Okay. I don't remember Horizons. I wish I could pull that memory. I just, I know I got on it. I just don't remember. I'm it. sure there's like a decently high quality ride. Yeah, there through. is. Oh, there is. Yeah, there is. I feel like I've watched it. It closed before. on January 9th, 1999. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty late. I mean, I had been there like five times. I definitely got on it. <laughs> Boy, even back then, it took them forever to do anything. So it closes January 9th, 1999. It gets replaced by Mission Space October 9th, 2003. Yeah, but there was structural, five years. structural damage that, to that, that space. That is the rumor. There's the speculation that that's on a sinkhole. You know. <laughs> Let's cool, put cool, a mission, cool. a, a space simulator on a sinkhole. That's a good idea. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Scott? Uh, my next one is actually what I would consider the entryway to the park. And I think we just pluck this straight from Tokyo Disney Sea, the Mediterranean Harbor. Oh, it's it, beautiful. It is, it is gorgeous, so nice. and it and adding to that, it's got the hotel built directly into the I park. Love that. Hotel Miracosta. It has a it it has flashes of what I uh, without like the the centerpiece flashes of what I picture Westcott could have been. Yeah, that's true. Except like a a more water themed Westcott. I, I love it. I mean, I, I was looking at a lot of pictures of Tokyo Disney Sea when I was looking at this, and man, that that park is really well done. Just it, it's like Animal Kingdom, but with different themes. That it's just all well yeah. put together, well thought out. I want to go to Japan and Tokyo Disney Sea so bad. Uh, I have a buddy who um, just texted me. I didn't even know he was there, and just was sending me pictures from Japan. And I was like, I want to go, and he was like, You know, you can you can go too. I'm like, Yeah, but the big I just gotta convince Catherine. You're gonna have you to like, like knock a lay her out. Down, like first class, I have a bed. Like fully, like the flight experience would have to be absolutely amazing. I would go, but I'm it's not. A long I'm not going if I'm sitting middle seat in the three row no no way i i hated going to ireland and I, <laughs> that's like 
it's that's like, like a flight five, to California. Five and a half hours. Like, I, I, so. How much further is Japan from Hawaii? Woo! Is that another six or? It's about eight, eight, I think. Oh, yeah, God. it's horrible. Will you fly when you go to um, Japan from the U.S. mainland? Choose. Do you fly west? You you go over. You go over the North Pole. Oh. Yeah, you fly up and. Oh. Fast. Use way. the. Hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh right, the Earth is. You go around. over like Russia. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Matt's over here flying on a Mercator projection. Yeah, Kyrie Irving's flying my plane. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, we're not going north. Earth is flat. Yeah, we're going left. <laughs> but I mean, it, looking at to pull us back a little bit, looking at some of these different areas, Arabian coast seems really cool. They have an American waterfront that's based off of, like, New York Harbor, which is awesome. It looks really cool. There's a dumping bodies. <laughs> the East River. Tokyo Disney Sea is regarded as the best park. Yeah, it looks all, uh, any beautiful. Park, so it's not surprising that we picked a bunch of stuff from there. Yeah. How about, uh, do we have any more attractions? Yeah, Rob, go on so, so mine's not quite an attraction. Okay. It's a... Um, show. Okay. It's Tapestry of Nations. Oh. Yes. So you this, have my attention. Yes. So this was a parade at Epcot, <laughs> um, and it only ran, for, it was in World Showcase, um, and it ran from 99 to 2001. And then it was rethemed to Tapestry of Dreams, but I believe Tapestry of Nations is more highly regarded. Mm-hmm. So it was just a, it was, it ran twice a night, um, there was like a six and then an eight. So it'd just be cool if you're like walking around World Showcase and it's like, oh, let's go to America and we'll watch it from there and get a beer and just, you know, they said the soundtrack was really good. So I would have brought this back. I'm surprised nobody said uh, the Indiana Jones ride at that Disneyland. Is, that is on, is that on, on your my list? list. It's so good. It's in my C theme. Indy that, and yeah. Jack are two C members officially. Um, just so good. I think that might be my favorite ride in Disneyland Park. and like, It would do great in Disneyland. It, w- it would. It would. Um, Matt, did you have any others? Because I have three honorable mentions, but they wouldn't fit into my theme in any way, shape, or form. So. <laughs> I have a Tokyo Disney Sea one that is so up my alley, and it's just like... it right, is. Did a... you just find out about it? Cause no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It was, um, it, it was on my list, it, but I want to go through the attractions first. It's... Regarded as one of the best stage shows they've ever done, it is Big Band Beat. It is a like half hour uh, Broadway style review show. They go through just like, um, you know, Broadway songs. And there's like the big characters like you've got Mickey, Minnie. But then you also have, you know, human non-costume performers, (laughs) a huge... um, like uh orchestra backing them and it's supposedly like super high budget um really fun and i love that 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 just seems so strange and weird and and up my alley that does yeah that sounds good throw a big band beat in there you know you could make it a more affordable budget if you did like the um tupac oh the hologram hologram for the orchestra just yeah. as a recording yeah I like that. Like the, like the hologram of like Benny Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Just yeah, like, cheaper. I like that a lot. Um, any other attractions? Not specifically, no. I think. I mean, I think the three big ones that we haven't talked about that are kind of all like seem like Fantasyland type rides: Enchanted Tale, Beauty and the Beast, and Tokyo Disneyland, which is a trackless ride, semi new, supposed yeah. to be amazing. Similar to that oh. is Pooh's Honey Hunt. Um, and then Monsters, Inc. Hide and Go mm, Seek. I've heard Seek. it. Oh, I did like flashlight so tag. Much I didn't. I couldn't tell whether that was really cool or whether that was like... Yeah. Where is that? Um, I don't know. I feel like that one was like Hong Kong, wasn't it? Uh, I could be wrong. No, I, I just was... I'll figure it out. That's for sure. What, what's the, the really bad one that got closed within like a, a few months of... Tokyo Disneyland. California Adventure being open. Oh my God, Superstar Limo. Yeah, <laughs> or, um, yeah, 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 Superstar Limo. Yeah, and you know, wasn't there like a Whoopi Goldberg? 
Yeah. Oh, too. yeah. Golden Dreams. That is where <laughs> Little Mermaid was. The first DCA 1.0 is woo. <laughs> that is a fever dream. But that superstar limo hosted by, I believe, Drew Carey. Um, someone weird and like Joan Rivers was involved, and this was opened right as Princess Di got. Oh. Like, I mean, like Oof. a few years after that, so like. It was very heavily paparazzi themed, and people are like, maybe we don't have the yeah, best yeah. connotation to paparazzi. It anymore. mentions it actually. In it the, wasn't you know. that far after the uh, Princess Diana incident. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah. The ride is that you're just trying to take pictures of a limo and, you know, at any cost. <laughs> God. Yeah, you're like, really. it's just Drew Carey. Like, <laughs> we don't have to. I hope it's Drew Carey. Really, because I could be very He's wrong. part of this. So there was about 10 celebrities that were featured in it. Oh, and God. Joan Rivers was only appearing in puppet form. Yes. She was like <laughs> a weird, like, like Muppet with like a big jaw. It was Please Regis, tell me the other. Regis Philbin, <laughs> Melanie Griffith, Antonio Banderas, Cindy Crawford, Tim Allen, Jackie Chan, Drew Carey, Cher, and Whoopi Goldberg. What a weird... That's a very of its time. What a weird assortment of people. Who's the weirdest inclusion on that? Jackie Chan. I don't know. I I, I was going to say... Um, Cher? Antonio uh, Banderas. Cindy Crawford kind of doesn't... They're all... A Hollywood talent agent named Swifty LaRue often (laughs) infrequently appeared on a small in-seat video. I think Swifty LaRue might be the the strangest inclusion that there was a character in this called Swifty LaRue. This is insane. This is just so wild. It didn't didn't make a year. It opened February 8th, 2001 and closed January 11th, 2002. Oh, I see where you're your brain path went there because you're thinking Monsters Inc. and then this is now the Monsters yeah. Inc. ride. Um, yeah. so but I think the... we got a better ride out. And Michael Eisner was so into this ride. Like, he was putting all <laughs> his chips I mean, he was, in general, I mean, he was really putting all of his chips into the first incarnation of Hollywood Studios, which was just universally panned. But it is interesting. Hollywood Studios or DCA? Sorry, um, Disney California oh, Adventure. Okay. That's yeah. my bad. Yeah, really, um, really, that's one maybe we let stray in the past. <laughs> um, let's talk about food and drink. Yeah. Oh. Who wants to start? I will. Go ahead, go ahead, go mm-hmm. ahead. Staying with my theme, mm-hmm. we're bringing back the Adventures Club. Oh. Child. And we're getting a little show, um, bar, show, fun, see, boom. One of the most missed things in Disney World. That quite possibly is one of the things that I missed the most. The only time I ever got to experience it, I was like nearly blackout drunk. And I was like, this is the best thing in the world. And then... Where was that? It was in Pleasure yeah, Pleasure uh, Island okay. area. And they kept that facade there for years and years and years. Just and making me sad every time I walked by then, it. Finally, when they redid, like, the Edison and Maria and Enzo's, that all came down. Was it, like, directly across from that comedy multi-tiered club. comedy club? Mm-hmm. Which was STK, I believe, technically. Yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of interesting and cool, too. Yeah, that was... Do you have any food or drink now? Um... <laughs> you forgot about this part? Yeah, um, skip me. All right, okay. let me let me jump in. I got a great I got a great one. I think this fits with your theme because this would right. be a person who would certainly be considered an adventure. Oh. It is the Teddy Roosevelt Lounge. Yes. I'm literally looking at yes. it. Oh my god, this sounds like this is perfect Where for was us. This? It it is in Tokyo Disney Sea. It says on the sea deck of the SS Columbia is the lounge inspired by President Theodore Roosevelt, one of America's great adventurers and leaders. The lounge serves meals, cocktails, and other drinks in an atmosphere of luxury and comfort. And it looks very, like, 1910s, 1920s, just kind of like old old America, but not like a saloon or anything like that, just homey. Bully beautiful. Bully, Bully beautiful. beautiful. I love that. And they could have, they could have a, a Teddy Roosevelt meet and greet. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a face character, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of gives Carthay. It does. Yeah, it's it's that kind of look. Yeah, like the really classy dark wood, really dark, 
nicer. You know what? Um, so I listened to a podcast, um, and a few of the guys from that podcast went to Tokyo pre-pandemic, and they were most looking forward to going there. And I guess in Japanese culture, our drinking, like our social drinking, is not the same as theirs.、Mm. And they ordered a drink, and they were like, "Okay, go." And like, like they were like, "No, we wanted like to try a different drink," and they like were very upset that they like stayed and wanted to have more than one drink. Really?、There. Yeah, that was like the highlight, and they were really like, they were like, "Oh, we like we." They are a California-based podcast, and they love Carthay Circle, and they were like, "We like kind of just wanted to hang out and drink," but like it's not customary to sit there and like. Throw back more than one alcohol like beverage in the middle of the day. I guess <laughs> a little disappointing. Yeah. Wow. Well, in the one that we build in the fifth gate in Florida, you can five drink minimum. Five <laughs> drink minimum. <laughs> We're going the other way. You you can't leave until you're speaking like Teddy Roosevelt. Yep. Rob, you got a, a food yeah, or a drink? Yeah, I、place? got one.、Um, it's at Disneyland Paris. Maybe you guys were there in Disney Village. It's Billy Bob's. Country Western Saloon, and I love to see how other countries <laughs>、okay, yeah. and cultures interpret things from here. It just it looks like a cool West.、Uh, it gives you it gives、um, what was that、uh, Coyote Ugly yeah、oh. vibes、mm-hmm. just like a, a saloon、uh, yeah yeah. So we were not、um, there. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, this thing could be new. I don't know. It was there when we were there. We okay. We just did not really just、um, explore that area. I don't even remember what we.、Ate. I don't either. It wasn't. It wasn't notable. It's definitely a quick serve. Um, my my other one that I have that I think could attach to one that Scott had said earlier、mm-hmm. about Battle for the Sunken Treasure.、Mm. I would like a Blue Bayou. Type、oh, restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's in the ride, you can see the water. Like it's a, near a water ride, so I guess that could be be Battle for the Sunken Treasure, or it could be、um, Sindbad's Storybook <laughs> Voyage. It kills me that it's Sindbad. <laughs> Sindbad,、um, but I don't care what the theme or the food is. I just need it to be attached to a water. That ride is cool. I, and you like that、dark. how how they have that in the pyramid in Mexico. Absolutely,、That's、those、really、are like、neat. two of my favorite spots. Yeah. Pretend night. <laughs> pretend night. Yeah, I do like pretend night. That's <laughs>、yeah. really kind of cool. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> I'm sticking the Hearthstone Lounge somewhere. I'm just taking、oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. taking the Hearthstone Lounge. I don't exactly know where it goes, but it would have to be some sort of like place where it would make sense. But just like a bar ass bar in there. That is basically the Hearthstone Lounge with the exact same、uh, beer and drink and bar menu. All right, that's fair. It's just a beloved spot that we love. It is. It's a good spot. That's true.、Yeah. You know, I would also put somewhere in, and it probably would be in the hotel attached to the park. I would bring back a full replica of Misner's Lounge with the oh, the oh orchestra, the little band that plays yeah, out front. Yeah, I miss Misner so much. Yeah, for real. That was such a fun hangout spot. You could move the chairs around. Like there was, it was very casual. But、Ugh. the music's playing. Yes. They're bringing、so、those、classy. nuts. Ooh, they're bringing those nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, I miss Misners. That would definitely fit in the sea theme too.、Um, do you have any more? No, I don't. There's there's a big miss that we're still having. Go ahead.、Um, I felt like I picked a bar with the Adventurers Club. Uh, sit down with Blue Bayou, and then Scott. When he outlined the rules last night to me, he did not say what he said today. So I'm breaking the rules、oh, as they're、okay. outlined today. But I am picking <laughs> something from Disney World that exists that I would want to put in another park in a different variety because it happens all the time. Okay. I'm putting a Sunshine Seasons type quick service in this fifth park. Because like、yep. Pinocchio's Village House and Pizza Fari are the same restaurant, they're just slightly themed. Yeah, that's、friendly. true. So I would like a slightly different theme Sunshine Seasons with the good variety of food, like real food, not like you know burgers and chicken tenders and pizza. And let that be a lesson. No, let that be like the only quick service, but like you just have like a centrally located. 
one-stop shop of all of your the quick station. service options. Yeah. So then you don't have to spread that out. Like you can have other kind of like, you have your snack carts spread out throughout the, the park and you have maybe some fancier uh, sit downs. But all of your quick serves are like in that one spot. You're saying that like that's an advantage to us, and it's not an advantage to <laughs> us because that would be the busiest thing in the world. We would be like, like it would like think what's the biggest quick serve like area wise. I I can't even. The look. new uh, whatever electric umbrella is. Oh is yeah, huge. Creations is huge. Right. I guess I wasn't thinking of. I was yeah, more like thinking you, of making space economical. But yeah, if you if you make it that the only. Yeah. yeah, that would be tough. I know. I don't. But if it was huge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just like have like a park. They could do like the uh, main street, like hub grass, like have some outdoor areas with like maybe a little shade and then have some indoor areas. Yeah. This is quick service land. Yeah, quick service <laughs> land. <laughs> it's your <laughs> land. All right, Scott, what was your one that you said was? How, how do we not build the Cove Bar somewhere? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. The OG. Yeah. Just like. Take all the stuff they've got. They've got those glasses somewhere in storage. They've got you know all the stuff that they had on the wall in storage. Mm -hmm. Plop the Cove Bar in our artificial lake that we have because we have the sea theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. On the boardwalk. That's right. Yeah, you have. We have the Mediterranean. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we could put it in either like I you know. Bar. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> There was another restaurant that came up a lot when I was looking at this, and that was, hold please. Uh, I know there's one called like, Magellan's. Oh. Did you see that one at all? Is that no. a Disney scene? Uh, yeah, it says the creme de la creme of all in park Disney restaurants anywhere in the world. Magellan's wow. is a themed <laughs> themed as an extravagant extravagant meeting place of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Oh God, how did I miss it? I don't know. But it, it looks, I mean, it's really grand looking. Yeah. It's, they, the one place that I was reading about it said it's on par with like Tiffin's as far as in-park dining. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a classy restaurant, but it would certainly fit your theme and it's ranked extremely highly. So yeah. that would go well in, in our artificial fifth game. Magellan, of course, the explorer who sailed and fell off the edge of the world. Right, because <laughs> Kyrie is right. Yeah, and then somehow came back. <laughs> So I think based on all of this discussion, it sounds like we just want them to build Disney Sea in Florida. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would bring Carthay Circle to the East Coast. I would. Why too. not? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, I I would probably bring Carthay Circle before I brought the lounge. Oh, just the lounge, so yeah. not the upstairs. Uh, I mean, I never ate there, so I can't really. Comment. They got good biscuits. They got good biscuits, baby. I think if you needed multiple quick service areas, the the whole quick service, you know, courtyard that's in uh, California Adventure would fit well with the like, oh, like the Pacific, the wharf, wharf. yeah, oh yeah, the that's kind of a cool that area. might be the biggest quick service area actually. That could be what you're thinking of, Matt. Yeah, that that's is something. quite large. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like three different. You have the bakery boot. Boudin Bakery, and then mm -hmm. you have Cafe Cucamonga, and then you have Lucky Fortune Cookery. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm thinking of the other. Never mind. What yeah. are you thinking I'm of? I'm thinking of the, the one in the back, where the pizza is. Oh, oh yeah. that? The, Another the one. Gar the pizza garden. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's large, too. No, we're thinking about the one that's that's I know, not, in yeah. between um, like said, Cars Land and... Yeah. and uh, yeah. Pixar Pier. With their re-theming re to Big Hero 6. This? In Disneyland Paris, this is a bar. It's called the Bleecker Street yeah, yeah. Lounge. That Ooh. looks freaking awesome. It's, it's in the uh, hotel. The yeah, the Marble hotel. hotel, right? You know, it, it, what's interesting to me about um, looking at the international uh, parks is, you know, obviously they bring landmarks and areas from the United States and, and theme them. It's just interesting, like, what they choose because they really <laughs> take an assortment. It's like... A Teddy Roosevelt theme bar, Bleecker Street, like a very specific. Billy Bob's Country was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just like it's it's just interesting the like really like specific areas that they're like yeah let's just let's do that. Yeah, but and, like, we do the this, same thing, right? Of course, but it's just it, it's an interesting kind of spread out representation of like injecting what is our culture, I guess. 
There is a restaurant, and what I was looking up is there's a restaurant called Waltz on and Disneyland Park on Main Street USA, but it is incredibly fancy. I don't know that I'd really want that in my park. But the three <laughs> the three <laughs> franchise locations in uh, Disneyland Paris that are American franchises are McDonald's, Five Guys, and Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe holding it down wow, across again. the world. That Rainforest Cafe <laughs> crops up everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway. Unfortunately, this all probably seems less likely with Disney fighting with Florida. I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine them having the ability to build anything gigantic for some time. Yeah. Mm. If only. R.I.P. Reedy Creek. Mmm. 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 Damn you, DeSantis. All right. Do we have any last call items? Not for me. Not for me. Oh, this was fun. This was fun. This was fun. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.